Praise God. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Amen. Yeah, he came. He came so that heaven and earth could meet. And he established the beachhead so that God's kingdom could come to this earth. And I'm so grateful, uh, Pastor, for what you're doing, what God is doing in those most challenging circumstances. Um, we're going to ask you to give this morning to help. All, you can uh, certainly write a check out, make it Grace Assembly of God, and you can just put in the memo. If you want to put Pastor Ruslan, uh, just do that. Or if online, you can give through, uh, go to um, uh, graceofbelair.com. There's a drop-down box for giving a secure site. We ask that you please be generous. Please be generous. I, I want to say this. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your faithfulness and your generosity. This week when I presented to the board two more missionaries, one in Turkey and then a local church planter, immediately the response was yes. And listen, you can't beat God giving. You cannot beat God giving. I don't know how it works, I just know it works the more we give, the more that God gives back in return and pours out. There's something about it, it's like that little boy when he gave his lunch of obedience to the Lord, and that multitude, Jesus took it and multiplied it, and then they took up 12 baskets, each one for an apostle. I think it was just Jesus saying, hey, there you go, fellas. Uh, this is how it works, and we praise God for it. God is so good. Praise His name. I, um, um, Roos, Pastor Ruslan, you can hang around at, after the service uh, for a bit. Uh, Noah White will be flying out with uh, Pastor Ruslan this evening. He's going to work uh, there with him for six months. And Noah, we're just we're so grateful for your obedience to the Lord. Uh, this has been a wonderful week. Uh, of uh, just words from the Lord that have come. We've heard testimonies of healing. Um, and uh, I, I just have a sense today that there's healing in the house. That there's healing in the house. We've been praying. We've been fasting. Remember, we pray and we fast not to get something from God, but so that we can get more of God and God can get more of us. And so I want to direct your attention this morning to Luke chapter 24. Uh, at the end, verses 44 through 49. And the title of this message today is Power from on High. The promise of the Father. Power from on high. The promise of the Father. Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit or power from on high to clothe us, to work in us, and through us. We've been in the Gospel of Luke, the Bible project, upside down. In the Gospel of, the Gospel of Luke, Chris, would you hand that to me right there? Thank you. Yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. All right. Yeah. The Gospel of Luke was inaugurated by Jesus, his public ministry in Luke chapter 4, when he declared, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. And that's a direct quote from Isaiah 61. 
And at the, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he gathered the disciples together and he said these words to them. He said, now these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all the things that are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Would you say with me, put in the comments, must be fulfilled. Must be fulfilled. Again, must be fulfilled. Now either we agree with that and we're part of that or we don't believe that or we're sitting there with our who knows what, just looking around. But I'm going to choose the words of Jesus. How about you? Everything that Jesus did was connected to the prophecies of the Old Testament and the words regarding His building His kingdom, the kingdom of God coming back to this earth, His having a people that would be the missional people of God, uh, God said this, ask of me and I will give you the nations and the islands. God is a missionary God and he said it must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said to them, so it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance for forgiveness of sins. Can you say, Lord, thank you for forgiveness? Thank you for forgiveness. It would be proclaimed in His name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of My Father upon you but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And I'm just going to ask you to engage with me today. Put clothed with power. Clothed with power. That's for you and for me. What Jesus was doing at the end of Luke, He was literally passing the baton to the disciples. Now, how many have ever been part of a track team here where you pass the baton? Yes, we have some runners. Yeah. Not me. I'm built for comfort, not speed. Can someone say amen? Yeah. Yeah. Now, just don't get too excited over there. I went out for the football team, and uh, they wanted us to lift weights off season and then run track in the spring and they timed me in the hundred yard dash and I'll never forget the guy he called me Drust and not Drost. He said, We don't need a stopwatch for you, we need a calendar. <laughs> but my daughter was a runner in high school, a sprinter, and uh she was pretty decent. Uh First time she went out, she didn't even have track shoes. She never practiced. The coach asked her to come out. It was for Bel Air High School. He saw her, I don't know, doing something at the soccer field and asked her to come out. 
So we showed up at a meet down in Joppa Town. You all know where that is. They got some pretty, they had some, at that time, had some, there's some pretty good track and field stars in Halford County, by the way. And she was in her first 100-yard or 100-meter dash, and all she had on was regular sneakers, and she came in third place. I mean, never practiced, never anything. And so she went on, and she, uh, she was pretty good. And, and, uh, but I, I remember watching her uh, in, the, in the 440 when they'd run, and she had that, that baton. And when she'd run with that baton, and she's getting close to it, the next person had their hand like this, when that baton was placed in their hand, they, that meant run for all your might. You are empowered as a part of this track team. You are to run, you are to run, you are to run and cross that goal as fast as you can. And what Jesus did at the end of Luke, He handed the batons to His disciples. And now we're going into the book of Acts for the next uh, 21 days or so. And... He said to them that, you, that John baptized, he baptized you with water, but I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now listen to this, Acts chapter 1, verse 6, Luke's right. There, the disciples were still fixated on Jesus, and they said, Lord, is this the time, listen to this, is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now what would you have done after three and a half years and teaching them and telling them and giving them the great commission and just moments before you're going to ascend to heaven, they said, is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom to heaven? What would you have done? He I would have thrown the baton at them. I, I'm utter here. Shoop! Beam me up. But this is what Jesus said. And we can thank God because He uses people like you and like me and those disciples who had a first-hand ringside seat and they had healed people in Jesus' name. But they were so insistent on seeing the world as they wanted it to be and Jesus still used them. Can someone say amen? Jesus uses us Praise God. And he said this. He said, no, it's not for you to know the times or the epics. In other words, don't be concerned about the things that you can't control, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Praise God. This is the uttermost parts of the earth. Jerusalem is right here in our hometown. It's people like us. Samaria is people in our hometown, our community, that are not like us, but God's called them to us. One of the reasons we feel so strongly about outreach and what God wants us to do in our community because for the most part, the only way that you can come to grace is if you drive here on a Sunday morning. How many understand what I'm saying? There are so many people that need Jesus. They cannot drive here and it's too far for them to walk. And God has called us to go to, go, to be baptized in the Spirit to our own Jerusalem, but our Samaria and to people who aren't like us and then Judea and the uttermost parts of the earth. 
what he was saying to his disciples in Luke chapter 24, you're going to be clothed with power. You're going to receive the same power that I have in me. I'm now giving the baton to you. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise His name. So I want to share with you a few things this morning. The first is this. Verse 49 again, he said, but wait, wait. Behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Anointed is the first thing. Anointed. It's necessary for the work. I was so thrilled when I heard uh, Pastor Ruslan talk about the churches that they are planted. Now listen, I understand there are people that just think, oh, that's a specialized ministry. That's because, you, you know, you just got, yeah, that's just your passion. So that's just you, you know. No, 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 no. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we want to go. The closer we get to Jesus Christ, the more we feel constrained to go and take the good news of the Gospel. We, if I, I'm going to say a few things that might be a little, little radical this morning, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let her rip. If your faith in Jesus can be contained in you and only here on Sunday morning, you need more of Jesus Christ. You need more of Jesus Christ. If your idea is coming to church, one and done, one hour and we're out of here. We've got to be careful because we're live streaming and we can't hold the audience. Listen, listen to this. <laughs> I don't believe that's so. I believe that God has anointed a church and clothed the church with power to take the good news to the poor, to the brokenhearted, to the destitute, to the down-and-outers, to the up-and-outers, no matter who it is at all. And the closer we get to Jesus, the more compelled we feel to go and plant a church, feed the poor, be a witness wherever whatever it is but we can't we cannot be silenced so the priority jesus said stay in the city until clothed if you say i, I well i i'm I, i'm impatient for what what are you impatient for what are you going to get a McRib cuz they feature it McRib sandwich. Stay in the city until clothed. Clothed with power from on high. Clothing represents something. The healthcare people. Right now. You go into that hospital. I'm I'm dressed. I'm glad they're dressed a certain way, aren't you? I see the nurses come in. Just, I see my doctor. He's got a stethoscope. He's got different things. It just carries with him. It means something. He's, hey, 
I'm not particularly, do I care if they got a great bedside manner. I want to know that they're clothed, prepared the way they're supposed to be. How about you? I don't choose a health care provider because they can tell jokes to me. But it represents empowerment. How about our military? How many are thankful for our military? Yes. How about our police officers when they show up on the scene? How about that? Yes. How about, God forbid, if we ever have to use them, but the EMT and the ambulance drivers and, and the fire uh, department people that, how about that? Praise God. How about that? They're clothed. And God wants us as individuals and in the church to be clothed with power on high. This is not just about gathering together and singing the songs we like. It is being the redemptive arms and legs and feet and eyes and heart of Jesus because He's given us the baton and He's handed us the track suit and the track shoes and said, run for all your worth. Praise God. Amen. Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me is to save, to rescue, and adopt. Is to proclaim the good news and to set at liberty. So he said, seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first his kingdom. All these things will be added unto you. The second thing is not only are we anointed, but God's Spirit comes to establish you. Establish you. Isaiah wrote this. To grant to those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. Do you notice the phraseology? Mourning, ashes, the cloak of praise instead of a disheartened spirit. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. Established means His power working in us for our good and for His glory, His planting. That's a theme throughout all of Scriptures. By the way, God's the original church planter. That's what He had them do in the garden, tending plants, looking, and, and looking over animals. Jeremiah 31 says this. Jeremiah prophesied. It said, the people who have found grace in the wilderness. How many have found grace in the wilderness? Found grace in the wilderness. That's you. Just put it in the comments. Yes, grace of the wilderness. He said, I will make them my plantings. My plantings. It means God is invested in us. Psalm 1 says that we'll be like the tree planted by the streams of living water. Let's show that image now. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that is an oak tree uh, in full leaf. What a beautiful scene. Do you think it really cares if it rains or not? 
But he said, Psalm 1, but he said, don't walk in the ungodly counsel. Don't stand or take the posture of the way of sinners, those that oppose righteousness. Don't sit in the scorner's seat, but delight ourselves in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night, and you shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water. We live in a day and age of ungodly counsel. I've never in my life seen the fulfillment of God's Word like I'm seeing it now that in the last days man, mankind would call what is right wrong and what is wrong right. I've never seen... It, it, it is such a, a grievous thing to me. What saves me though is that Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Amen. Amen. What saves me is I look at the end of the book, and I, we're going to see a victory. Praise God. I, I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that the darker the night, the brighter the light as the church arises, as we're clothed with power, as we allow the Lord to establish us, that the church is going to see a victory even in our own land that we live in America. Praise God. I believe that those who oppose God, this is what the Word of the Lord says, that uh, righteousness exalts a people, but sin is a reproach to any people. And when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. If you're on the wrong side of the righteousness of God, you don't understand it, but you're being elbowed out because the purposes of Jesus Christ will be established in all this earth. Peter wrote this. I want to encourage you with this. 1 Peter 5.10 that after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to His eternal glory in Christ will Himself perfect confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Praise God. Amen. Pastor Ruslan, that's for you. That's for you. That's for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord that speaks up when the crowd wants to shame and humiliate or get even with us or cancel us. The Lord God will strengthen. He will confirm he will perfect and He will establish you. Praise God. Praise His name. Amen. I know the result of going through the boot camp. You're a better person for it. He makes us the oaks of righteousness that He may be glorified. Because God is invested in you and me and invested in His church. And this, this is what He says in verse number 7. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Friends, that's you and me. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs, praise God. Amen. Listen, I... I God doesn't care what kind of baggage we've brought into the house of the Lord. He doesn't care how guilty we feel. He doesn't care what we've done. He just says, come unto me all you weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. God wants to trade your sorrows 
for His victory in, his li- in your life. Praise God. He wants to trade drugs for deliverance in Jesus' strong name. Praise God. He wants to trade your past for a new future. That He has died on Calvary. That He is resurrected to guarantee because you and I are the plantings of the Lord. The oaks of righteousness that He may be glorified. Praise His name. Amen. Praise God. A double portion for your shame and humiliation of the past or even last night or even this morning. Once we had no future, but now we have a future in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. Uh, yeah. I've lived long enough that songs stick in my mind. And I, by the way, I, I mean, I'm, I absolutely love uh, the new songs that we sing. I mean, like this morning, I'm going to see a victory. That's been around a little bit, but... Oh man, the power that's in that. The revival song we sang last week and oh my goodness. But I'm also thinking of, of this song that we, it was pretty popular about 20 years ago. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Praise God. A double portion. This world, this world wants to shame and humiliate you if you stand for righteousness. It's the spirit of the abuser. How an abusive marriage or an abusive relationships work is that the abuser shames and humiliates to put down the other person. Church, be discerning of what you hear in the news and from leaders and political parties that want to abuse and shame and cancel you if you speak something for righteousness or even just exercise freedom of speech. Beware, it is the spirit of abuse. I may not like what everyone says, but listen, I have a cousin who died in World War II on the island of Corregidor so you and I could exercise our freedom of speech. Do you hear what I'm saying? I have friends who died in the jungles of Vietnam. Just blue-collar workers. They They weren't caught up in whether we should be, whether we shouldn't be. and Oh, they were just hard-working people, they were drafted and they went and they gave their life up in the jungles of Vietnam because it was for an idea of freedom and democracy. And this world wants to shame and humiliate and cancel the church of Jesus Christ. But this is what the Lord says. No, I'm giving you a double portion for your shame. Can someone say amen? Amen. Praise God. Double portion for your shame. Established. Fruitful. Certain. Another song. This goes way back to my childhood. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. 
I'm not looking for a fight. But I've been in a few. I've been in a few. And I'm still singing, I shall not be moved. Jesus is my Savior. I shall not be moved. I know whom I have believed. Praise God. Jesus said in John chapter 13, at the Last Supper, they all standing around. No one offered to wash anyone's feet because they were disciples. Listen. God calls us, this is what I call to be lunch pail Christians. Show up, do your work, work overtime if you have to. Is there an amen in the house? Instead of standing around, make sure you got your $6 whatever, and watch everyone else do the work and think that it's above you because you're in management. In the kingdom of God, it's servant leadership. Is there an amen? Yes. You say to the pastor, where in the world do you get that stuff? John chapter 13. Read your Bible. Yeah. Get off the internet. If that's where you're getting your information from, run it through the filter of God's Word. The Word of the Lord is sure. It's a sure foundation. It endures forever. Jesus said, they're all standing around. Peter, I mean, I mean the same disciples are going to ask Him 40 days later, is this the time finally? You're going to restore the kingdom? They're all standing. They're thinking about, you know, and, and James and John, remember them? Uh, th- their mother came to Jesus and said, can they sit on your right and your left hand? Said, remember that? The, le- the week he's going to be betrayed. There's not, not us. <laughs> Jesus looked around and said, and knowing that he had come from the Father, and that he was going to the Father, he took the towel and he girded himself and he washed the disciples' feet. Last week, when my nephew was here, had a powerful word Sunday morning, Sunday night, we're talking about the work of the Lord. I said, Tyler, you're 30 years old. I've got 38 years on you. But I want to promise you something. If you'll be true to God's Word, if you'll be faithful to your wife and love your wife and be concerned how you carry yourself. 38 years from today, you're going to look back and have no regrets in serving the Lord. No regrets. Yes. Joy and power. His power working through us. Joy and power. His power working through us. Isaiah 61, 4, 6, and 10. Then they will rebuild the ancient cities. They will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Verse 6. But you will be called the priests of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of nations. 
and you will boast in their riches. Verse 10, I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. Can someone say, I will rejoice? My soul will be joyful in my God. My soul will be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. In other words, God is a big wardrobe for us. And you say, praise God. Amen. Yeah. He has wrapped me in the robe of righteousness as a groom puts on a turban and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. I'm going to read verse 11. I I know, guys, we don't have that, but I'm going to read verse 11. For as the earth produces its sprouts, as a garden causes a thing sown in it to spring up, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Daniel, you come with your band, with the band, please. I ended last year, 2020. As I came, came into the end of the year, I told my wife, I said, I can't get my breath. It wasn't, I already had COVID in October, but I was recovered. Well, I'm not talking about that. I can't get my emotional breath. I was gassed. I couldn't get a second wind. I do know that about running. You have to, they, you get what you call a second wind. There's pain, there's pain, there's pain, there's pain, pain. All of a sudden, I don't, something happens. I'm sure there's a scientific term for it. You get a second wind. I couldn't get a second wind. I was gassed. It's just something about it. It affected so many people. Affected, I mean, our staff was so good. They're just working, but everyone is feeling the effects. And I asked the Lord, when we committed to fasting, one of the things I asked the Lord was, would you fill me with the joy of the Lord? See, friends, the joy of the Lord's our strength. It's not if our guy is in the White House. Would you fill me with your joy? And I just kept praying it over and over and over and over. Something happened. I'm, I'm not all the way there yet. I'll just confess that. Something happened. My wife says, you're, you're like, you're more mellow at home. But we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and we feel it all depends on us. It'll take the joy right out of it. As I watched our nation be torn apart with words, divisive words, and I've come to the conclusion it doesn't make a difference if you're Republican or Democrat. If people are people, both sides have died. I was just so grieved. Just so grieved, just taking the joy out of me. And and I, I've I've likened someone said, Well, what's what's it like pastoring in COVID? And I said, Well, we kept the doors open 
what it's like, I think, being a fighter pilot and the enemy shooting at you. You never know what you're going to get hit with next. This is not... We're not in an airline and we're headed for the, some island destination and it's on autopilot. Not anymore. And I ask the Lord to fill me with the joy of the Lord. God's done something in my life. Just, he's reassured me. Everything's going to be all right. What a relief that is. He's reassured me about trusting in him. So I take my blood pressure every day now. Back in November when I had my annual physical, the doctor said, this is what he said to me. He said, I'm going to double your blood pressure medicine because it's up, it's up more than it should be. I don't know. So I've been taking my blood pressure now for the last 20 some days I'm going to run it by the doctor's office I'm going to say hey doc are you sure <laughs> it's lower than it's ever been I wake up so many mornings now my blood pressure will be like 123 over 71 heart rate of 50 oh, that's good for being 68 years old someone say praise the Lord joy and power. Ministers and priests of the Lord. Praise God. I, I don't know, we, you know, some of you know we've got this, this Bel Air Assembly of God and it might be given to us. God's put some dreams in my heart. I don't know if it's going to fall our way or not. But those dreams don't depend upon a location. I can tell you that. It's a privilege. He said that they will rebuild, they will raise up and restore ministry to the upside down. It includes everyone and everywhere. My soul will be joyful in the Lord. Jesus is the center of my joy. The word of the Lord says, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Amen. That's not changed. It's there for you and for me. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Can someone say praise God? God is so good this morning. Amen.